Well, hello, and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. It's been a bit rainy over here in the UK over the last few days, a bit grey and rainy, the kind of weather that has a tendency to bring people down, sadly. And a few kind of issues with mental well-being are what we're going to deal with this week, hopefully in a positive way. Hopefully it's not a bring-you-down kind of an episode. Hopefully it's a kind of a make-you-feel-a-little-bit-better. I don't know, we'll do our best. Anyway, um, a few... Uh, I don't know, a few days ago now, uh, somebody said to me um, they wanted to know why I produced this podcast, and they also asked how I produced the podcast. I think the how is relatively straightforward, but the why is slightly more complex. Uh, I started this podcast um, roughly, uh, I suppose, almost uh, 18 months ago now, and at the time... I knew that my father, who's 83 years of age, um, was unwell, but we didn't know what was wrong with him. Anyway, um, I think if you listen back to about episode four or five, something like that, I talk about the fact that during that time, that week, um, we found out that he'd been diagnosed with cancer. And so I kind of thought about why I was doing this photographic life. I had a rough idea at the beginning that I wanted to just kind of reflect the life of a photographer and the life of somebody engaged with photography uh, from all aspects, really. Anyway, so my father got better and that was okay. And what I started to, I suppose, feel about the podcast was that at times it would be, hopefully, a little arm around the shoulder, um, something that people could listen to each week and um, maybe get a bit of inspiration, maybe uh, get a bit of education, a bit of aspiration, but also a little bit of um, solace, perhaps, um, hearing from other people going through similar issues and similar problems that they've been going through. And there is no shortage of photographers who are currently out there documenting, um, their, I suppose, their well-being, their well-being and the well-being of others. And in fact, um, a recent contributor, Brian David Stevens, um, has a new book out. Um, it's between himself and a guy called John Moore, who's a musician, um, called, and the book's called There's Always Death to Fall Back On. Um, that's something you might want to uh, check out. I, I noticed that in the last week. Anyway, let's get back to that situation of why this podcast exists. So that, that, was the, my, that was my idea. That was my hope. That was my plan. And after about five or six uh, episodes, I realized that I needed, you know, we needed other voices as part of this conversation. And so I came up with the idea of the what photography means to you. And this, I suppose, falls into that. How is this podcast produced? The majority of the photographers who do appear on the podcast, and to whom I'm hugely grateful, I've never met before. They're cold calls. I reach out to them. Sometimes I may have known their work for a long time, and sometimes I may have just come across their work, invariably through an exhibition, a book, a tweet, something like that. And I reach out to these people and I ask them whether or not they'd like to contribute. And obviously, I have to reach out to a lot of people to get the people that we we do feature. And in that process, I suppose it falls into a few different areas, really. 
Some people get straight back to me and are really positive and they supply uh, the audio file relatively quickly. Other people completely ignore my email and I get no response at all. Others respond positively, but then kind of disappear a little bit. So I try and send some kind of gentle emails to kind of find out if they still want to contribute or if they've forgotten about it, whatever. Last week, um, I did my usual kind of roundup of emails out to people suggesting that perhaps they'd like to contribute because they said they would. Um, and this was, was this a good time? Within the space of one day, I received five emails back from people who said that they would love to contribute, but now wasn't the right time for them. They were having issues. And I'm going to talk about this as being well-being, mental well-being issues. And they just didn't feel that they wanted to go through that process, I suppose. I mean, I think it's an interesting question to ask yourself, what does photography mean to me? But in the same way, for a lot of people, it can really cut through to a very an emotional and tender place. And they felt that they weren't in the place to do that. And obviously, I responded to those, those people, uh, I hope, in a sympathetic way. I mentioned this on Twitter because I was a bit shocked that I'd received so many in such a short period of time. And I was met with, a, I suppose, like an, an I Spartacus mo moment, if you, if you know the film, when everybody claims to be Spartacus, to confuse and to show solidarity. People started to respond to the tweet by saying, me too, I'm the sixth, I'm the seventh. And there was a lot of honesty out there and people talking about um, various forms of, of actual mental health as well as mental well-being and how photography for some people um, had been a real um, I suppose outlet a way of dealing with those issues and for other people perhaps those who were trying to make a career and a living out of their photography the photography maybe was part of the problem one person came back to me and said that they had to be careful how honest they were about how they felt, primarily because they were concerned that they would be judged by potential clients because of this issue. And I got back to that person and said, you know, don't think that the clients aren't dealing with similar problems because I'm sure that they are. And I think that that's perhaps one of the most important things is to try and feel that you're not alone in this situation. It is very common. And I suppose that's really why I wanted to talk about it this week, is to kind of bring it out of the dark and bring it to the fore and say, yeah, okay, you know, this is, this is a common thing. This happens throughout the creative industries, not just with photographers. And there are many things out there that you can use um, to support you. I've spoken previously about um, running, cycling, and I've written about the fact that so many photographers seem to be taking those things up. That idea of just getting out physical exercise, as we all know, is good for the mental health. Uh, there's a little app, a Mindspace app. It's not cheap, unfortunately, after an initial uh, free trial period. But I've recommended this to many people in the past, and it's worked. I also know 
that it was given to all the uh, female American footballers when they were playing in the recent World Cup to help them with their meditation and their kind of, I suppose, control of their, their mental well-being and their, their mental strength. So that's an, op- that's an opportunity there, perhaps, for some people, if you're not aware of it. The Mindspace app is sort of a meditative uh, kind of solution. So there are lots of solutions out there. I'm not a medical person in any way, and I'm not going to try and get into that world. However, I did uh, undertake three years of research into anxiety-based depression, particularly amongst teenagers and students. Um, And that does kind of inform, I suppose, um, a lot of my thinking about this particular issue and also how it can be dealt with. So let's just talk. I think about the, the one thing we need to do is talk. Talk and share. As photographers, we should be good communicators. At least that's something that I think we could all kind of agree on and perhaps try and practice. I wrote and um, published an article on you and a photo recently concerning analogue photography and analogue in general, really, that idea of... I I use the metaphor, as I so often do, of of music, and so it was the analogue of vinyl and the analogue of the film camera. And the fact that I was hearing a number of people, a lot of young photographers, um, talking about using analogue um, almost as a style choice in that the idea of having the analogue was going to give them a look and they were going to be able to just put in a roll of print film, send it down to Snappy Snaps, and that was going to be great. And, and I was talking about the idea that if you are going to engage with that practice, it requires experience, which you gain, obviously, but technical knowledge, a, a feel and a passion and a sense of commitment so that's something that you might want to um, check out on the United Nations of Photography website and don't forget there's articles being posted there all of the time uh, connected with a lot of the subjects that we talk about so you might want to check that out also this week um, we have a really succinct but I think really um, important um, contribution to what does photography mean to you uh, from the German-born photographer Toby Binder. Uh, Toby was born in 1977 in Esslingen, Germany and studied at the Stuttgart Academy of Art and Design between 1999 and 2005. He soon focused his photography on social and political topics, documenting situations shaped by travelling, talking to people on location and spending time with them and being out in the streets. That idea of talking again and actually engaging, as we were just talking about previously. Anyway, a lot of his work is connected to young people, such as the documentation of child labour in Bolivia, children defamed as witches in Nigeria, and children from areas of war coming to Germany for medical treatment. Now based in Argentina and Germany, he continues to work on assignments and personal projects where he finds his subjects in post-war and crisis situations, as well as in the mundane aspects of daily life. His wee book, actually his wee book, his book, Wee Muckers, Youth of Belfast, was actually the uh, body of work that first alerted me to Toby. 
and it was published by Kira Verlag in March of this year. His work has been awarded and nominated internationally, including for the Sony World Photo Awards and the Nanan Prey in 2017. The same year, he received an honourable mention at the UNICEF Photo of the Year Awards. First of all, photography means to me a very powerful instrument to connect people and cause understanding for the situation of others. For myself, the camera is always a ticket into the life of someone, completely strangers before and often friends afterwards. If I can show my protagonists that I'm really interested in their situation and they let me close, if I feel empathy to the people I photograph, and if I can capture the humanity of a moment, then I believe the viewer can feel the same when looking at my photos. And then a connection is created between people who have never met personally. It's all about touching the heart of the viewer to change his mind. Even though nowadays we're really flooded by photos every day, picture manipulation increases and other media play an important role in journalism, I think strong photos have the same power than maybe 50 or 40 years ago. And it's maybe naive, but I believe if you take a photo in exactly the right moment, you can change something for better. Thank you, Toby, for your, as I say, concise, um, but I think a really uh, interesting contribution this week. Apologies if you hear a few creaks um, in the background this week. Uh, I've had to change my chair and uh, I've got a creaky chair, but by next week I'll have a new chair. So hopefully it won't be as noisy. But anyway, that's enough about chairs. Again, you know, that idea, I didn't set out and I don't set out when doing these podcasts, going back to that, how is it made with this idea of connecting everything with themes? It just seems to develop. And listening to Toby there, I think one of the things which I've also been talking about with students in the last week is the fact that the camera is a key to meeting people that ordinarily perhaps you wouldn't meet. You might be a naturally inquisitive person or not, but the camera is this kind of, gives you that opportunity to meet people. And I think also really interesting following on from what we were talking about at the beginning of this week's podcast about that idea of actually making things better. That it, there is a very positive aspect to the whole situation of photography and of sharing and of meeting people and of talking. And although I understand completely that perhaps when you are feeling as if all you really want to do is kind of put the duvet over your head or kind of make sort of get yourself up into a little ball is that that's actually the time when if you can possibly do it, you really do need to um, meet people and share. It's kind, of, it's that kind of difficult situation, isn't it? Whereby the th one thing you want to do or you need to do is the thing you don't want to do or you don't feel you can do. But actually, by doing it, it instantly makes you feel better. As I said at the beginning of this episode, the whole idea is that this is about life and the bigger picture rather than just focusing on photography. And over the last week, I've been doing an awful lot of driving um, to my new job, which is actually I'm really enjoying because I listen to podcasts in the car. And one of the things that's really nice is that we've been included in a number of kind of best of photography podcasts. 
But every time I look at those lists, what I see is that we're kind of in with all the other photography podcasts about whether it be about wedding photography or marketing or digital or all those kinds of things, anything basically to do with photography. And my feeling was, actually, I don't listen to those podcasts. The podcasts I listen to are ones which are kind of give me ideas, perhaps, for work or um, open my eyes to a historical event or some popular culture or an art movement or whatever, all those kinds of things. So what I decided to do was to put together uh, a top 10 list of the podcasts that I think photographers should be listening to, none of which... Uh, really have anything to do with photography. Of course, I couldn't help but include us in a, on, at number 10 because I don't think anyone else is going to put us in a list like that. So I might as well do it on behalf of myself. So maybe you'd like to check out that podcast list. It's on the UN of Photo website. As I said earlier in this episode, as so many things are. And you may also find that listening to those podcasts really may help with that whole thing of well-being also about that idea of sharing information and communication. So I suppose in a way this week um, we've had a bit of a theme running through. Um, I hope it's been a positive theme and I hope that um, you get something from this that makes you think yeah you know what maybe it's not as bad as um, it could be or maybe I'm not alone. And I think that's perhaps the most important thing that I can leave you with this week is that feeling that you're not alone. And of course, one of the most important things I always say is take care. <laughs>